0: I could do foreplay for the whole day. I could do a whole day of foreplay. (laughs) Whole day. Dear
1: Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? I'm
0: good, Princess Leia.
1: Oh, I went for it today. You did. It's always a little harder than I remember.
0: It looks good. You yeah. did it very symmetrically.
1: Thank you. Well, that's the hard part. I, well, I'll get one. I'm like, oh, it's perfect. And then I do the other one. and I do the other one like five times before I'm happy with it. But thank you. So it's Q and A day. Mm. Do you feel ready? To I am A, always ready. To A some Qs.
0: Any time of day, any time of night, rain or shine, I will <laughs> A Qs. Great.
1: All right. This first question is from B, spelled B-E-E. Mm. And she says 29-year-old female. Dear Shandy, I consider myself a very level headed person. I've been through many breakups and was generally good at putting things behind me and moving on, even after meaningful long term relationships. Recently, I dated this guy, also 29, for about three months, and you guessed it, it was more of a situationship. We went on several dates, met each other's friends, spent way too much time together, and he even expressed how much he liked me and how he genuinely wanted to make things work. I thought this one could actually go. The distance, however, he abruptly broke it off over text, explaining that he was not in the right mental headspace for a relationship. It obviously really hurt my feelings, especially in the way it was handled over text. However, my only ongoing problem is that we work together, as in we're in the same space five times a week for at least nine hours a day. We do not directly work on the same projects, but I still have to see him every single day, and I've been finding it really hard to move on given he's always just around. I've planned trips and had a great time while I was away and I do feel good on weekends when I'm out with friends but then every Monday I'm back to square one. I'm a strong believer in the saying out of sight out of mind which I guess is the main difference between this breakup and the other ones I've been through. I'd say we're civil we have a few group conversations here and there and utter awkward hellos when we walk past each other but we do not interact beyond that I actually make it a point to avoid him as much as I can. I'm not sure why I'm finding it so hard to get over. My question is twofold. Is it normal that I haven't moved on when it's been over two months since it ended? And what more can I do to overcome my office nightmare? P.S. I really like my job, so please don't ask me to quit. Sincerely, B.
0: <laughs> that wasn't a possibility.
1: <laughs> you know what I find funny is that it took halfway through the story for her to reveal that she worked with the guy.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Like, she's like, I met a guy. It was a situation ship. It's like, he, it should he was have started off with yeah. my coworker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, But it's
0: okay. We got to it. Yes. Okay. First of all, I would like to make a decree. Mm-hmm. This is a de- I'm making a decree. Ready? Give me give me the uh, fanfare.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is this a- yeah. Wait, well, I'll roll it up yeah, and I'm, give it to you. To, yeah, thank to read. you. Thank you. <laughs> that was the <laughs> call. <crop laughs> <up.
0: laughs> I hereby decree. That texting a breakup is from now on illegal oh. and punishable by 90 hours of community <laughs> service.
1: You know what I find kind of messed up is that he texted the breakup when he sees her every day for nine hours. It a is day. the
0: most cowardly move. Oh. You know what? It's better to ghost. At least be a dick. No. At least embrace the dickishness and just go.
1: Oh, you mean go full throttle. It's so
0: insulting. It's so cowardly and insulting mm. to text a breakup. I mean, I really- Unless cons- you're in like very vastly different parts of the world mm. and talking on the phone for some reason is, is difficult.
1: I'm, I'm torn. I agree. It's always, it's always shitty. Like, I get it. But at the same time, they were dating for only, what was it, three months? And it was, she even said it was a situationship. I think she thought it would go the distance. I'm not defending him at all. Trust me. No. I think it's it's bad. It's always bad. It's just, okay. you know, there are situations where I think sometimes the text it, is what it deserves.
0: It, no. If there <laughs> is a break, if a breakup is a possibility, mm-hmm. meaning if you've gone far enough to be able to have a breakup, uh, because yeah. some relationships, it's like there is no breakup. Yeah. It's like, why are you breaking up? We are never dating. Okay. But if they've gotten to the point where a breakup is a thing uh-huh. that can happen functionally. Yeah. You must do it in person or at least on the phone. Very bare minimum. I
1: mean, especially when you see each other every day. Okay, so hand hand me back the scroll because I have a decree.
0: I'm just tying the bow on it.
1: Uh Oh, it needs to be retied. I'll untie it. Oh, this is a full degree? Okay. (laughs) Thou shalt not shit where they eat unless they're absolutely 100% sure that it's very serious and most likely going somewhere resulting in, I don't know, ending up together.
0: Wow, see that that law has a lot of loopholes in it. Yeah,
1: I just I feel like there's there was a skimming over of the how this began. Like I know she thought it was going to go the distance, so she made it seem like she thought that. But they worked together nine nine hours a day. There's a reason when we answer these questions, we're like, "Don't shit where you eat." Yeah, but they both shot
0: where they ate.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, shitting where you eat always involves two parties, right? right? And usually, one person I think has less of an issue with the. I mean, when other people have written in about the same thing, yeah. we have been like, be careful. Like, he might be coming onto you hard, but can you handle it if it doesn't go right, the way right, right. you expected to or wanted to? You're right.
0: She she shouldn't have shot where she ate.
1: I mean, I'm only just holding her accountable because she's not able to rely on her fail-safe, out-of-sight, out-of-mind motto, which has worked for her so well in the past.
0: She's kind of crying over spilt milk.
1: Yes. And I don't mean to sound like we don't have sympathy, B. Because that does suck. I think oh, yeah. this sucks. sucks. Yeah. And to answer her first question, I don't think it's crazy that it would be taking her two months plus to get over this considering the everyday aspect. You know, she's cursed by that. Well, really. this is
0: the exact thing you don't want to do when you break up with somebody. You, the thing you <laughs> yeah. need to do is yeah. to get them out of sight and out of mind. Yeah. And they're in sight and in mind all the time. It's mm-hmm. like a Like an alcoholic who has to go work at a liquor store. Yeah. But you don't, you just don't do that. Yeah.
1: And for her second question, which was, how do I get over it? I don't know if you are going to be able to speed this up. Yeah.
0: Time. Time. More time than usual. And in the past, we've referenced the sex in the city rule. We?
1: We've referenced it.
0: I'm taking credit now because I've heard it so many times. But half the length of the relationship is how long it takes to get over the breakup. And in this Which case, is arbitrary, arbitrary, but but on average about right I, yeah. from my experience, at least in this case, that math has been extended. Oh, yeah. She's now you're I mean, I don't know how long it's going to take to get over someone who you see every five days a week.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I get the impression that he probably per- pursued her like like she said yeah. that he sort of. You know, he came on strong a little bit and then he kind of pulled the rug out from under her. You know, I often talk about feeling duped and I think mm. there's some of that there. So she's maybe harboring a little more just energy, like negative energy, bitter energy, any kind of energy towards him than she would if it were just like, oh, yeah, we're not right for each other. We're going to part ways. But I what I really want your takeaway be to be from our answer is not even really her answer to her question. It's more so I'm I'm really focused on the fact that she did not lead with the fact that this guy's a coworker. I don't feel like she fully thought through all the avenues, the directions this could go in. And I think that's reflected in the fact that it took halfway through the email for her to mention that they work together.
0: Work-setting romances can work sometimes. They can. They've worked, they've turned into marriages and families. A lot
1: of people meet at work.
0: But there's a reason why people usually don't engage. It's so obvious. It's like a workplace environment is like seeing a beautiful buffet. But that buffet's been sitting there for like three days in the hot sun. You don't know, it looks good. Yeah. But you're risking a lot by eating that. Yeah. Might be delicious, you might get salmonella. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> One or the other
0: And that's why Most people refrain From workplace romances mm. Because they know That the risks are high mm-hmm. And if you engage In this behavior I I, I totally respect you For rolling the dice yeah. I, I think taking risks In life is a wonderful thing Absolutely But you must deal With the consequences And the consequences Are that you are Going to have to deal With a longer recovery period You yes. have a wound That's being like It's it's someone Every day Someone's coming And just sticking Their fingernail in it yeah. And their fingernail Is not even clean <laughs> It's disgusting
1: Okay, I mean, I agree. We agree with each other on yeah. this one. Okay.
0: Shame on you, and also <laughs> I applaud you.
1: Yeah, and good luck because I think you're going to need it. Yeah. This sucks. This is a this crappy situation. It sucks.
0: My advice, honestly, as a sub advice, is to turn the other cheek, be nice to the guy, yes, and just act like nothing ever happened. Yeah. I for yourself and for him.
1: I agree. I actually think the act of avoiding isn't it makes necess- it worse. Yeah. Like when I talk about the energy. Yes. She's maintaining that, like that.
0: And she's also acknowledging. She's making micro acknowledgments. <laughs> <laughs> newer. I just, you can use that. Go ahead, use it. Micro-acknowledgements of the fact that there was a relationship yep. and there was a breakup. Yes. Because if she just goes up, she's like, hey, good morning. Yes. No acknowledgement. Yes. Just another coworker. she's having a nice engagement with.
1: Totally. I really think this might be a fake it till you make it situation. Yes. Make it your reality that either you're totally over it or it never happened, one or the other, whichever one's yeah. easier to work with. And just be totally cordial with him. I don't yep. think you need to actively avoid him. I don't Agreed. think that's going to to help you because you have no. to see him anyway so whatever can diminish that charge that energy uh, the energy i keep talking about the negative energy she feels towards him whatever you can do to just make that go away as much as possible is going to help you yeah
0: make believe you never dated act like he's a stranger that you met at work
1: or or it happened a million years ago one or yes. the other yeah all right b good luck all right this next question is from s as in the letter Dear Shandy, I hope you are both doing well. I wanted to start off by saying how much I love and trust your show and advice. How nice. Thank you, As. Trust. Trust. I think that might be the first time I've seen that. I love that. Yes. Trust. I like that too. Wow. I refer to your podcast and advice within it to all of my friends whenever they have a relationship issue I can help them out with. Wow. All of the time, it leads to good discussions and insights about the ins and outs of relationships. Thank you, S. My goodness.
0: Sorry. Oh.
1: I'm writing in with a situation of my own. I, 30, have been seeing a guy, 31, for around six months now. We didn't start to have sex until about three and a half months in. We were pretty physical before sex, but it took me a while to have sex since he was the first person I had sex with. Mm. I told him about it and he was super patient and supportive. I knew the first time wasn't going to be enjoyable, but I liked connecting with him on a deeper level. However, the sex hasn't gone gotten more comfortable or easy for me. My question is around if this is something he can help me with. The last time we had sex, I told him that I wanted to feel like an equal part in the actual act. It started to feel like I'm a vessel for him to get off. I told him that I wanted both of us to do the work while we're having sex instead of feeling like he's doing the work to get himself off. He responded by saying, okay, and asked if I had any strategies around how to do that. (laughs)
0: That's an interesting morning meeting. All right. Thanks for coming in so early. Um, What's on the dog today? Okay. So strategies for how we're going to make this sex better. Anything?
1: I didn't know what to say. So we dropped it. But looking back, I don't love that question. I think our reaction Would suggest we don't like it either, S. He still checks in during sex to ask how I'm doing and if we can do anything to make it comfortable. I feel safe enough to tell him if I'm hurting or uncomfortable, but I don't want to stop because I think it'll eventually get better. I know I should probably go to therapy for this since this also feels like a mental block that's having physiological impacts. However, my question is around if I can expect anything from him on this front. Is making sex more comfortable slash enjoyable also his responsibility? if we're having sex together how do i say this to him what are some things i can suggest we do together i didn't love what he said this last time and i feel a little alone in navigating this i appreciate any insights you have thank you for taking the time to read this and for the time and consideration you put into your answers i always look forward to the podcast weekly and bi-weekly if there are recap episodes what what a true shandy thank you s okay So first, before we, I think, delve into more of the relationship aspect of this, I want to link out our episode with Dr. Uchenna Osai. Nice call. Pelvic floor physical therapist. I mean, that's, that's massive. That could be the solution to a lot of your problems if you were to seek out. A pelvic floor PT.
0: Oh yeah, one of and, if and honestly, pain is the thing. Honestly, one of my favorite episodes we've ever had, and almost nobody watched it.
1: Right? Yeah. It drove me crazy that that episode came and went. We, I was like, you guys are missing because out. It's
0: not. There's no way to advertise it properly. Like it's just yeah. pelvic health. Like people yeah. are like I don't know, pelvis. Yeah. <laughs> like I want to watch a podcast about the pelvis. Yeah. I don't give a but shit. if
1: it's super educational and very funny, it's amazing. And she gives great tips on orgasm. Fantastic.
0: Actually. I learned more in that episode than almost any. episode we've ever done yeah
1: so linking it here just in case your situation is as you wondered like maybe physiological like it's not just oh i'm not wet enough or he's not turning me on or he's not doing blah 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 i'm torn whether to go in the direction of like discomfort or i feel like a vessel yeah because those are two different ones to me they're two different directions yeah the result could be similar but i think If it is discomfort, you, I definitely would recommend listening to that episode and maybe seeking out, you know, a a professional who can help you. But let's talk more about the vessel side of things. (laughs) The vessel. Let's talk about
0: vessel side. (laughs) The vessel side of things.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have to talk about that. How she feels like a vessel for him to get off. Yeah. I don't I don't love his response, which is, oh, okay. you don't feel like this is like something we're both doing. Like, what do you suggest when he knows that he's her first?
0: There's an extreme lack of communication here. Yeah. It's like the Tower of Babel. Yeah. There's two people speaking completely different languages. Yeah. She has an issue that is understandable. She's never had sex before. Yes. This is a new thing. It's not working out and there are ways to fix this. Yeah. Physical and behavioral. Yes. And he's kind of just acting as if this is a normal just another girl he's having sex with.
1: And that's kind of how it feels. It's like yeah. what do, it's, he's like well, what do you want?
0: No. And what she, can what I do for you? Let's work on things. Let's y- experiment.
1: Yeah. And okay, there's so many, oh my god, there's this is almost there's almost too many directions to go into with this, but on one hand, we don't know if she has I don't know, religious beliefs or beliefs about sex of any kind that could be impacting her physical response. So that's just one, and that would be, you know, seek out a professional for sure. And from there, I want to know, which is missing from this email, how much she has explored herself, mm-hmm. like what turns her on and yeah. how she's able to orgasm, whatever, and if she's orgasming at all during mm-hmm. the sex. It's, right. It feels very much like, it's, like she wants him to... To do some legwork that quite frankly no one's gonna be able to do for you. But but oh you were about to say no, the No, I to agree
0: with you. I oh, think okay. I think there's both work needs to be done on both sides. Yeah,
1: here. she can't expect him to read her mind and know exactly what she needs just because everyone's different and what works for one woman might not work for another. But I still I don't love how it feels like he's just like, okay, well, I'll do what you tell me to do i'm I'm not going to explore or, or get creative or help no. you I'm not gonna well, hold your hand there's
0: an impasse here yeah I think there's some there's some some uh what's the word not spite but um um there's some uh, resentment yes resentment from on both sides oh. I think that she resents that he doesn't care about the fact that she's having a, a rough situation yeah and he resents the fact. That she doesn't seem to be making an effort to make it any better herself uh, for him. So okay. I think it's like this this like cold war. It
1: could also just be bad.
0: He could be really bad in bed. Yeah, which, that's which,
1: which totally possible. Which I'm,
0: can be fixed in some ways by by playing games and and weird stuff. <laughs> Twister, yeah, Twister. Right.
1: Okay, I'm gonna tell a story that a friend has told me. And no one oh, needs to friend. know who this friend your is. A good friend. And a good friend. And this friend had had you know had sex with her first, mm. and they ended up dating for a while, but it was always uncomfortable. In the beginning, she thought it was her. She's the one that didn't have experience. And then after a while, after a few years, and that's why I'm telling this story because I'm I don't want S to end up in this situation. Yeah. She realized that actually it was probably him. Mm. She was starting to come to terms with what turned her on and that. He was instead not showing a lot of effort, curiosity, creativity, all sorts of things that could make sex more enjoyable for her. It was just like, oh, I'll, you know, it's time for sex. And as the years wore on, what really bothered her the most was how okay with that discomfort on her end he was. Yeah. S, I'm telling this story because it could be him. He just, you know, he could be just not that good at sex, not that curious, not that sensual, not that intuitive.
0: It's a selfish thing in the end. It's a selfish. It's also like a a lazy thing. Yeah. It's a combination of selfishness and laziness where you're basically like, this is a little bit better than jerking off. Mm. So I'm going to do this instead. We didn't get all the details, possibly just a lack of foreplay basic oh, plain vanilla foreplay yeah
1: yeah and and foreplay looks different for different people you know like yeah. that so part of it is her coming in terms with what turns her on and yes and ugh, that really gets me when guys are just like okay it's time yeah,
0: yeah. like i'm putting it All in right, I'm, what I'm, else I'm, am come i supposed on, to do vessel, come yeah, over yeah. here i'm putting it in i'm pulling it out <laughs> i put it back in out in a yeah. few more times ugh. and and what else you want from me yeah
1: I, I suspect it's a bit of all of the above here.
0: If I had, okay, if we're in the strategy meeting, the morning meeting, <laughs> I'm I'm going to say that my strategy, extend foreplay by 100%. Mm. So if you're doing five minutes of foreplay, do 10 minutes of foreplay Yeah, and explore that. What's going on in that foreplay? Yeah, Are you doing the same thing over and over again? Are you doing different things? Which is the better thing, <laughs> unless the same thing is extremely high level skill.
1: Uh, I'm getting the feeling there's almost no foreplay happening here.
0: That's my And let me
1: tell you, anyone can tell you that if you're not fully turned on, then that shit is uncomfortable.
0: She needs... First, she needs to do her own exploration. Yes. I'm not taking this all off your shoulders. No. But she needs a heavy foreplay. Yeah. Heavy. Maybe so heavy that he... Doesn't even know what to do anymore. He's just like fiddling around. He's lost. Yeah. And I, then you'll discover if maybe he lacks the skills. Yeah, Because I could do... Okay, I don't want to toot my own horn. This is tooting my, It's not that tooting. No. I think were, every man should be... I could do foreplay for the whole day. I could do a whole day of foreplay. <laughs> whole day.
1: If you can toot your own horn. I think that it... It can't be so destination focused. It feels like he's just in it to get to the end, to get to that destination. And if she happens to enjoy it along the way, great. That is a problem.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, I actually, during sex, I get sad when it's coming to an end. Because I'm not looking for it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm about to get my rocks off. I'm actually, it's. I get almost depressed. I'm like, this is, o- it's almost over. <laughs> you
1: go into like a deep depression. <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: care. What's like three seconds? It's gonna feel really good. Mm. I'm not in it for that. Mm. It's over. As a matter of fact, in the middle, it's. I'm such a dark person. It's terrible. I really need to work oh, on my this. Goodness. But in the middle of orgasm, I'm already depressed. <laughs>
1: I'm learning so many things no, it's in this sad. conversation.
0: It's very sad. But but the reason is that that may be a little too much, not normal behavior, but the reason is is because all the good stuff happens before that. Mm, yeah. And not even necessarily during the actual in and out operation. It's even before <laughs> that. That's the really good stuff. It's the anticipation. The anticipation of anything is always journey. the best part of life. The journey same for it.
1: Yes. And Take I don't think he is. Drop. I'm not taking responsibility off her, but I don't think he is.
0: No, he's not. I guarantee you he's not. Yeah. Could you imagine if she was getting like a full hour of sensuous foreplay? I don't even need to know. You don't need to know. Do we need to know? I, this I, guy's not doing foreplay.
1: I'm putting my money on that. Huh. We could be wrong.
0: You know what this was? This was a good strategy meeting. <laughs>
1: And as don't assume just because he has more experience sexually than you, she didn't say that she was his first, so I assume he's had sex. That he is therefore good at it.
0: Oh yeah, especially with men. Especially, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna malign my own sex here, okay. but a man could tell me he's had sex with 500 women. Yeah, I don't necessarily think he's good in bed. No, no. Now a, a woman told me she had sex with 500 men. I would assume there's something good there. <laughs> Well, You'd be like, me. really?
1: I'm very curious. Yeah, I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'd
0: like to subscribe to your newsletter.
1: <laughs> okay, as hopefully this helps. Obviously, we can't give her like a black and white answer based on this amount of information, but hopefully there's stuff to marinate with. Good luck. So Andy, is there anything more heart dropping? You know what I mean? That feeling when you're like, Ugh. then opening the fridge and you're hungry and you don't really want to cook. You don't want to have to assemble things. You don't want to think about it. You just want to heat it up And put it in your mouth. And there's nothing there.
0: Yeah, it's those times when you go to the refrigerator and you kind of know there's nothing in there. Yeah, but you're still... But you still check (laughs) as if like something's going to grow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's wishful thinking.
0: Factor is the thing in my wishful thinking. Yes. That I was hoping would be in the refrigerator.
1: Yes, because factor delivers healthy, delicious, well-proportioned and well-balanced meals, I have to add. And it's delivered to your door, never frozen. So this is fresh food and it's ready to go when you need it. And it honestly, it has the restaurant taste. And
0: when factor first came across our desk, I thought the first thing I thought was like factor and food. That word doesn't make me think of food. Yeah. Now, every time I hear the word factor, the first thing I think about is delicious food.
1: Yeah, that's a good product right there, right? Also, it's taken off. It has blown up since we first started advertising.
0: I don't feel like we're original anymore. No, I know. I see it all the time. It's
1: now basic, but... We see boxes in our foyer of our building all the time for Factor. and I mean, obviously some of them are coming to us, but a lot of them aren't. And we've said this before, but it really is true. It's the closest thing I think you can have to having like a personal chef in your house or based on your diet without paying that kind of money, which is obviously Mm. astronomical, but things like you can get protein plus meals. If that's what you're focused on, you want to get as much protein as possible. Let's say you are keto or let's say you are vegan. They really have meals for all these different diets, which let's be honest, can be really a pain to try to cook on your own or find.
0: And I always think to myself, if I had all the money in the world, Mm -hmm. all of it, everybody's money, everyone else is broke, (laughs) two things I would do. First class air travel. Yeah. And a personal chef. Yes. And this is basically a virtual personal show. Yeah,
1: it's the closest you're going to get and it's at a fraction. I mean, to say even a fraction, it's a fraction of a fraction of the price. And it's the little things that count. We always like to mention this stuff. Factor is a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions.
0: And their meals feature sustainably sourced seafood, which is very important to us and the world.
1: So head to factormeals.com Shandy50. That's Shandy50 to get 50% off your first box.
0: That's code Shandy50 at Factormeals.com Shandy50 to get 50% off your first box.
1: So, Andy, Dearshandy.com is now officially live. Live. Yes. I feel like that's the ultimate personal endorsement for a product. I mean, Squarespace. I've been raving about Squarespace for years, and now our podcast's website is on Squarespace. It was built with Squarespace. The URL was bought through Squarespace. Everything Squarespace.
0: Go to Dearshandy.com. Yeah. You tell us. Is that a bad website? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Squarespace is the ultimate destination for making a gorgeous website with little to no design experience. You know, I'm not a coder. No. Right? And I made this website. Squarespace makes it so intuitive. And let me tell you, 7.1, which Dearshandy.com is in, they have 7.0 and 7.1 depending on your preference. But with 7.1, you can literally move things. And if you're like, oh, I want it in that corner, you just move it to that corner, just drag it there. It's insane. I know if you've never made a website, you might be like, what's the big deal? But anyone who has ever dabbled, in website design before will know what a
0: big deal that is the one downside and i've said this before the one downside of squarespace is that it makes making a beautiful website too accessible maybe i did want to put in a lot of extra work and make an amazing website and then be better than my peers Mm. but now i don't know it's it's true so it's an arms race
1: So what Squarespace is known for, their claim to fame, is their templates. Mm -hmm. And they really deliver in that department. Basically, let's say you have a restaurant and you need a website, you'll you'll narrow it down based on restaurant templates, and then they'll give you suggestions based on that. And so a lot of that legwork is done for you. And then from there, you plug and play your content. So your information, say it's a restaurant, your menus, images of your restaurant, whatever, all of that is just put in in lieu of what they have in that template. And from there, the features, the features Squarespace offers are second to none anything you could possibly want for your website they've got from scheduling to merch to blogs to mailing lists the list is endless
0: it's really a testament to how many the multitudes of people that have used Squarespace to build websites. Mm -hmm. So many customers, they've just crowdsourced.
1: Yes. They
0: know what everybody needs. So head to
1: squarespace.com slash Shandy for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code Shandy to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
0: Again, that's squarespace.com slash Shandy for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code Shandy for 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
1: All right. This next question is from A as in the letter. Dear Shandy, I love, love, love your podcast with all my heart. After listening to one episode, it immediately became my favorite podcast. Thank you for your guidance and consideration of my question. Thank you, A. I, 23 female, am in a long distance relationship with my boyfriend, 23 male of two years. I live in Ontario, Canada, and he lives in Arkansas. You can call me A and my boyfriend G. I know that we are quite young, but this relationship has been pure magic, and my boyfriend is everything and more. We are both very committed and see a clear future in our relationship. We met online as G is a longtime friend of my cousin who lives in another state in the U.S. We have met up in person on two occasions. Two Occasions. First, we both traveled to my cousin's, where I spend a big Christmas every year. And second, I went to Arkansas to meet his family. The last time we saw each other in person was a year ago. I have been waiting for him to be able to visit me in Canada, but he lives paycheck to paycheck and has not even been able to afford a passport. I am in a comfortable position in comparison and have funded both times that we have seen each other and am willing to pay the cost of flight tickets to get him here. However, I would appreciate him paying for his passport, which he completely agrees with, but it keeps getting pushed back for a year now. He frequently needs to help his family whenever he makes any considerable paycheck and fears he is a burden to me. Question. How long is too long to wait for my partner to not be able to contribute to our relationship? Should I pay for his passport? Is it worth it? A.
0: Google how much it costs to get a passport.
1: Okay, so how much does a passport cost? 2023. Passport application cost is $130 and execution fee is $35.
0: Okay, so $165. Mm -hmm.
1: And it's been a year of him kicking this down. Okay. $165 -hmm.
0: for two years. Yeah. Separating him from her. They've seen each other two times.
1: Mm -hmm. And that was her buying her own ticket and flying to Arkansas. With her own money to see him. And now it's been over a year since then. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and, and say this isn't a real relationship. It's not.
0: If you can live, if you can actually eat and have a home, yeah, and you have some form of work, mm-hmm. you can afford a passport. Put away $5 a week mm-hmm. for how many is that? <laughs> 33 weeks. Okay. Oh, I got it. Nice. 33 weeks. Put yeah. $5 away a week.
1: There's no excuse. I'm this sorry. Is absurd. And so I have the advantage of knowing that she has written in before many months ago, same question, but it was a lot longer. So it didn't make the cut. It was just way too long. As people know that length is a big reason why questions don't get answered. So she very smartly revised her question, but the advantage I have is knowing his family obligation. Like his family, I think is really in dire straits and he really, Gives, you know, whenever he makes money, as she said, a meaningful amount of money, he gives it to them, which is very sweet and shows, you know, a great sense of responsibility and duty and generosity and all the things. However, you know, he's 23. He's dating her. She's 23. I don't feel like. She's in a position either to be bankrolling this entire relationship. You know, there does come a point where logistics prevent a relationship from being, I don't want to say real, but like from, from growing, from evolving. This relationship is, is not evolving. It's not going anywhere until he has the means to, to at least buy a passport. She's willing to buy his flight. She's like, should I pay for his passport? Oh my god
0: This to me smells like like I don't have all the information So yeah. I don't know for sure mm-hmm. But if I had a gun to my head I would say that she's in denial And he has no plans on being with her long term Oh you that, think so? That's my gut mm. Is This is bullshit There's no way that $165 And who knows Maybe it's even cheaper where he is Yeah, I don't even know in That's Arkansas. like an average Yeah in Arkansas <laughs> It's probably maybe like $125 I don't know <laughs> But the point is, is that's not an amount of money that should stop anyone from being with the person they want to spend the rest of their life with. Yeah. This is not real.
1: There's a prioritizing issue here. If he is indeed not able to gather $165 over the course of a year to get himself a passport, then it just means she's not high enough on his list of priorities. It's it's just the truth. Like if yeah. he really needed to see her, he would make it happen. I
0: would beg, borrow, steal, and repeat To make that happen.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: And let's say he can't, let's say, okay, so he takes a trip to Canada and he can't take that much time off from work. It's just impossible. Like he needs to be working every day. Then there's a problem here. Then there's just logistics. As you said, this is just logistically impossible and she needs to move on.
1: She's 23. Her whole life is ahead of her. She spent already Uh, 21 to 23 in this, uh, can we even call it a relationship?
0: I'm, I'm a little angry. I'm a little angry. This isn't funny. No. This is a problem. It is. Twenty-three years old is—you're a baby. You're a baby in relationship terms. She's a baby. Can yeah. we agree? She's and, and a baby in a good
1: way. Like you have the in a good way. Like oh, you should yeah. be excited. The oh, whole I'm world jealous. is your oyster. Yes. Yeah.
0: You need to move on. Yeah. Either he gets a passport next week and comes out to visit you.
1: Yeah, and buys a and buys. I'm sorry, buys a ticket. She got the last trip out to Arkansas to meet him and his family. No, th- this, is,
0: this is this is this is upsetting. You have to put your foot down and say, get a passport, get on a plane, come out to see me, or a month from today, I'm dating other guys. Period.
1: (laughs) A month from today, I'm dating other guys. Yeah, literally.
0: I'd like to start a clock. It's like one of those like uh, you know, those movies where they start the the explosion. Yeah, the
1: the countdown. Yeah,
0: that's it. Done. She,
1: She said at the end, should I pay for the passport? No, A, do not pay for the passport. He's an adult. And second, is it worth it?
0: I've made my decision. Yeah. I, I am not in the position. My heart is not with this guy. So no. I, I. it's easy for me to say this. But from a third party, from an outside perspective, this to me seems like something you do not want to start your life with.
1: She's not being prioritized. It's obvious.
0: He's not moving mountains. No. He's not even moving molehills. He's not moving pebbles. Pebbles nothing's being moved. No, And if he's in that kind of situation, you know what? And I'm not, this doesn't, I, I don't want people to be like, oh, well, some people just don't have money. You can't come after them. Okay, fine. In that case, he should be dating someone that lives across the street yes. from him. Yes. Yes. Do with what you have. Deal with that situation.
1: Like I said, logistics are a reason why a lot of relationships don't work out. Yes. And this is what this sounds like.
0: Yeah, it's not Romeo and Juliet. Life has some actual functional issues that you have to deal with. Yeah. And this is a functional problem that seems to have no fix. You should move on. Live your life. You're very young. Don't let this bog you down. This could go on for years. Yeah. You've seen this guy twice in two years. I hate to break it to you, that's not a relationship. No,
1: you might, you might, if you were together, let's say like you moved in together, you might learn that actually that he's not at all yeah, what you, you thought. you hate
0: each other. Yeah. As a matter of fact, not only is seeing each other twice in two years not a relationship, it's not even close to a long distance relationship. No. It's no form of relationship. No. it's your, You have a pen pal. A pen pal. Who can't afford a passport for you. Yeah. It's not even about affording a passport, but some people maybe they can't afford a passport. Yeah. But if it's for you, he can make it happen. If he can peg borrow steel. This I'm is sorry. a classic case of see what happens if you walk away. Yeah. There's a classic case. You don't have to tell him it's over. And you, you just have, have to say to... it's gonna be over if you don't get over here. But you
1: shouldn't have to do that. I know. I almost don't want her to do the ultimatum y thing. I'm like tr- I almost want her to be like, Oh, actually I'm gonna start dating other people. Oh. That's what you should be doing. Oh my god. I Date just, other people. I said
0: that. Yeah I just said okay. there should be the countdown clock. <laughs> okay.
1: All right, A, I'm sorry. I know this is not what you wanted to hear, but we... uh,
0: This is a kick in in the ass question. This is a shanty kick in the ass. Yes. And it's someone has to do this. You write into other pockets to be like, oh my God, love is so amazing. You make it happen. Sometimes there's struggles. Bullshit. (laughs) Get the hell out of this relationship. 30 days max.
1: Yeah, okay. All right, A, good luck. I think you're going to need it. It sounds like she doesn't have a ton of relationship experience. If if she thinks that that's, that's what stands out to me. Yeah. She doesn't have a comparison. If she was 35, yeah.
0: I would say, huh, yeah. something else may be going on here. I have to think about this a little harder. Your are 23. Your 35 year old self is going to thank you so much oh,
1: so for moving on
0: for this. Think about her. Yeah. She is so nervous right now. She's sitting there in the future, like shaking, yeah. thinking about, oh my God, is she not going to get out of yeah, this? Yeah. Do it for her.
1: Yeah okay good luck all right this next question is from k as in the letter i will always think of every kiss begins with k Mm -hmm. dear shandy i'm a big fan of the podcast and love hearing your different perspectives on relationships and friendships today i'm writing you regarding a friendship dilemma of my own I, 25F, have been feeling torn about probably ending a friendship with J, 28 female, whom I've been great friends with for almost six years. We met in college and have had many great times together. Despite coming from different countries and having different religious backgrounds, we bonded over being immigrants and struggling to get to the point where we are now. In my journey, I've gotten to know what my personal values and convictions are. I'm progressive and very passionate and outspoken about social issues. Jay, on the other hand, has been on a different path. She has moved to a conservative state and joined a mega religious organization, has different views from me regarding women's reproductive rights, and recently has been sharing propaganda against an expressive, fabulous community of LGBTQIA members on social media. I responded to her about how spreading such propaganda has caused harm and multiple attacks to that community, but we all know how such conversations go. I've been questioning if I'm not standing by my values by staying friends with someone who doesn't believe in the same issues that affect people every day. Do I stay cordial and try to maintain an amicable relationship even if I haven't been feeling like it recently? Do I do a slow burn and let this person go with time? Have you been able to maintain friendships with people who view social issues differently? And if so, what is the key? Thank you for taking the time to read my email Sincerely, Ooh, this is a very, no, is very timely, relevant, and di- difficult question. Yeah. I'm actually amazed that we haven't either answered one or that one like this hasn't come in. Yeah.
0: Look, I, I've kind I, of experienced this mm-hmm. firsthand.
1: This one's for you, really.
0: I will say that it was very difficult. There was a friend of mine who I've been friends with for my whole life almost.
1: Who won't listen to this podcast, by the way.
0: Oh, no, I have no concern that he's <laughs> going to hear this. Who? Who? went in a direction that uh, was a little weird yeah politically yes and uh we had some pretty heavy heavy differences and we had a couple of serious fights about it and i just said i, I can't do this like i i i can't like I, I just don't know who this person is mm-hmm. it would be not that much different if a friend of mine just came to me one day he's like hey, Andy, what do you think about these young boys they're pretty sexy huh <laughs> And I'd be like, okay, that's uh, really messed up. Um, And we do have a long friendship to consider, but I think I'm going to take a step back. Yeah, this makes me
1: see you very differently. Yeah,
0: I think maybe I'm just going to take a step back. It kind
1: of came to a head during the pandemic, I feel like, right? No, it was before. It was before. It was before. It was way before the pandemic. But
0: but the thing is, is that I had to sit back and be like, okay, this is really weird and out of character, but what's the base? Like, who is this person? I've been friends with this person for so long, Since childhood, since childhood. And I'm like, is there enough there that this is just kind of like, it's almost like when you have a plant, and the plant grows like, like a weird fruit, you know, fruit (laughs) that doesn't look right. You know, you eat the fruit. It just doesn't look right.
1: You, you still eat it?
0: Yeah, you don't kill the tree.
1: Oh wait, does are is it meant to grow that fruit or is yeah, it not a fruit? It a grows like an plant?
0: apple with two apples. Like it looks like a butt. You know, it's like <laughs> it's it's wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about.
1: I do know what you're talking about. I wasn't sure if it was a fruiting tree to begin with. If it it's was a like, fruiting tree. Okay.
0: And it's starting to grow all the apples have two apples on them. <laughs> You know, and your friends come around, they're like, that apple tree's a little messed up. And you're like, yeah, but the apples still taste good. Oh. They still taste like the apples that I used to eat. There's just this thing that I just, I just have to accept. Uh. And that's kind of, I came to terms with that. I was like, you know what? All the other things are in place mm. and there's this weird thing that happened. Yeah. And after a long cooling off period and sort of like a, a year's, not, yeah, a years yeah, long years cooling long, off. I just said, you know what? I'm just going to let this go and see if it works. And basically I did. And we just avoid the topics. Yeah. And, and occasionally those topics have come up and I change the subject immediately. Yeah. Anyway.
1: You snuff them. I, I don't even
0: engage because I want to value what we've had for, you know, 30 years rather than squash it over some weird thing that's happened in three years. And as I said, you know, like sometimes people stink things like opinions are so powerful When you don't expect them, you know, sometimes Mm. you know someone so well and then they'll have this one opinion where you're like, I can't see, I can't communicate with you anymore because of that opinion.
1: Yeah. You know, this is a tough one to answer and everyone's going to have a different take on it. You know, they've been friends for six years. That's not a lifelong friendship in my opinion. And I think some friendships, honestly, six years is kind of how long some of them last anyway. Yeah. And they, it's not necessarily that something happens and then they're not friends anymore. It's more like you just fade and grow in different directions. And that's kind of what this sounds like. And so, Kay, if you don't feel like this friendship is worth fighting for, like you have such a bond, friendships come and go anyway. They they do. I'm not, I'm not being like, oh yeah, throw this friendship away because you don't agree on women's reproductive rights. But don't think that that doesn't happen anyway in friendships, yeah. and I but I agree with I I like your take, Andy. Especially since this is a friend of thirty years. You know that's a long time. That's yeah. that's a lot of history to throw away. And I think you've managed to navigate it really well. But I'll also add that that friendship is a lot less uh, good. Yeah.
0: And it used to be. Yeah,
1: like it's more functional. Like, well, you there's make an it- elephant
0: in the room all the time. Yeah. Every time I see him, there's an elephant. Who's like, here I am again. He's just sitting there smoking a cigarette. Every time I see him,
1: <laughs> smoking a cigarette. Yeah,
0: it's just like I'm not doing it. I'm just. It's yeah. like with his trunk. Was it an elephant smoke with his trunk? Yeah, I think he'd smoke through this two trunk holes in his snout.
1: Wait, so where's the cigarette being held?
0: In in the one of the holes of his <laughs> snout. Of
1: yeah. Holes. No, he's got a mouth.
0: Yeah, but his mouth is all mess. An elephant's mouth is too sloppy to hold a cigarette. What are you talking
1: about? The trunk takes food and puts it in the mouth. Yeah, the but the trunk... mouth
0: is not a grabbing thing. No, no, no. The mouth is a swallowing no, thing no, for I an know. elephant. I know.
1: So the trunk would hold the cigarette like so. Uh-oh. It would wrap around the cigarette to put the cigarette in and out of its mouth.
0: Just, you might be right. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I'm definitely I'm picturing right. the elephant. He's cross-legged sitting there having a cigarette. And you're right. He's holding it with his trunk yeah, he, and sucking it with his he, mouth. What you're
1: suggesting is that it would be like a human having one cigarette sticking out of one you of know, its, right. his You you're
0: right. You are correct. <laughs> you are 100% right.
1: The point being the friendship has, I don't want to say soured, although it did for a while, but it's like. It's a more watered down version of what it once was. I totally understand trying to find middle ground. And I really believe in that, actually. I think when people have such extreme views and just assume the worst in each other, that's not helpful at all. But when it really goes against your core beliefs, it's hard to see that person in the same way. And if you don't really like a person and and respect them, then what are you friends with?
0: And I think that. In this country, as a wider political discussion, there's a problem with discourse. Yes. So I don't want to encourage just like, Throwing. if you don't agree with somebody, yeah, yeah. just screw them. Like,
1: I hate that, and actually. And in your own
0: silo. Yeah. There's a real problem in this country. No one can have a, a conversation anymore. Two people who have differing beliefs cannot have a conversation. Yeah. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about that. No. That's a separate issue. No. This is friends. And I agree with you. If there's not a long history and not a lot to really value there... Maybe it's time to just move on.
1: Don't underestimate. What was her name again? K. K. Was it K? Oh, every kiss begins with K. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Or every gift begins with K, as I (laughs) said, like an idiot.
1: (laughs) You got a lot of flack for that one. Don't underestimate how many friendships end up fading anyway.
0: Yeah. It's normal. It's a normal course of nature. Mm -hmm. Nature creates and destroys.
1: Yeah. They met in college. Makes sense. You would become friends. And then they move to different places and their lives move on. Like that happens naturally anyway when people, you know, move across the country, start families, whatever. Change careers. Walking walk
0: in eggshells and friendships really sucks. You don't want to have areas where you just can't go. I have plenty of friends who I have differing political opinions with. Mm -hmm. You know, we differ. But they're not extreme.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I
0: can't even go near it. Yeah. That's bad. That's uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. So I would. I don't feel like our answer is a black and white answer, but certainly more of a conversation mm-hmm. and maybe some food for thought. Okay. Good luck. I feel like you might need it. I'm not envious of that no, situation. No, no,
0: it's not fun.
1: All right. This next question is from a male Shandy.
0: A Mandy.
1: <laughs> Aptly named... M,
0: as in the letter. Oh, nice.
1: Dear Shandy, my wife, 30F. My wife. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist. I'm I feel like you
1: just made everybody jump. <laughs> My my wife, 30F, and I, 30M, love your show. We instantly consume new episodes either on our route to work or at home together. How nice. nice. I, I, like. I
0: love that. that. That warms my heart.
1: I don't know why I find that. I, it
0: just tickles me. I like when family comes together. For Shandy. Oh. Fandy.
1: Okay. <laughs> Your advice has helped us in many aspects of our marriage, as well as our relationships with friends and family. Perhaps it's not lost on you, but I'd like you to know that you make a meaningful impact on people's lives. Sincere thanks. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Em. That's very nice. Now to the question. All right. I have a close friend, Forty M, who we can call Jay. We've been solid friends for about five years. We started as co-workers, and over time, our relationship has become almost familial. We visit each other's houses, we are gym buddies, he plays with our kids and attends their soccer games, we've gone to each other's family gatherings, and he's even gone on a family vacation with just us and the kids. I believe it's important to mention that he is single, heterosexual, and hasn't had a significant romantic relationship in at least five years.
0: So he's good and horned up. (laughs)
1: From what I can gather, he is simultaneously content with being single and privately insecure about the way he comes off to women. Mm. One mutual friend that went on a date with him confided to me that she was initially attracted to him but found his communications creepy. I sat on this information, particularly due to her exact word choice, and to this day, I've felt conflicted about whether I should have told him what went wrong. Conversely, he has a few other female friends who he is very close with. I've understood this to mean that some women find his approach off-putting and some women don't. Anyway, my wife doesn't dislike spending time with him, but she wouldn't go out of her way to be friends with him if I weren't around. The main problem is that he sends her direct messages too often for her liking. The messages include, how was your weekend? How have you been doing? How are you feeling after she was sick? Or pictures of his latte art or food ordered at a restaurant, etc.? My wife chooses not to reply to most of them to avoid encouraging him, but it doesn't really seem to deter him. I also feel that it's weird that he continues to send messages when she is clearly uninterested in reciprocating. I do believe that his intentions are innocent because he has been known to do this kind of messaging with other people slash women. To be honest though, I don't think he would have the same messaging approach to men. So here are the questions, all of which I've mulled over extensively with my wife. With my wife. (laughs) Should I say something to Jay about stopping the unwanted messages to my wife? (laughs) My first hesitation is that it would cause embarrassment to both of them. I certainly don't mind, though. Hmm. Should my wife? (laughs) Are you getting self conscious? (laughs) <laughs> something's flagging over there. <laughs> I'm just mixing it up. <laughs> okay, so should...
0: My wife.
1: ...be the one who says something? Given the amount of time she's spent with him, they have enough of a relationship that I could see this being possible, but she is less confrontational than I am in general. Three, should I back off this friendship because of his boundary-crossing behavior? Curious to know if this is a red flag from an outside perspective. Thanks so much, M.
0: Hmm. I, I have an opinion... I'm not sure I know the answer, but I think this guy is really lonely. Mm. And he's really lonely for female companionship and he takes what he can get. And this is it. And it's not, I don't think there's any overt danger here. I don't think that he's looking to steal the guy's. No, I
1: actually don't even get the impression that he wants anything more from her than friendship. It's just like. I
0: think he just wants that female connection. And. It's a little, it's a little grim to oh. be honest, and I feel bad for this guy. I I uh, it's a tough one yeah, because I kind of I kind of want to protect him.
1: Yeah, he's doing something wrong. It definitely rubs me wrong that you know a mutual friend goes on a date with him, and then her feedback is like his communications were creepy. Mm. You know, it's so easy to just rub someone wrong in a little way that you don't even realize. There's a lacking of a reading between the lines here. I've said this before about other situations, but like the fact that she's not reciprocating, you know, you don't need to keep asking how her day. You don't you don't have to DM your friend's wife to ask her how her day was and send her your latte art.
0: I got to be honest. This is latte art. (laughs) I said that with no irony. Latte (laughs) foam art.
1: (laughs) Oh, nice. Little
0: pumpkins.
1: Oh, a a fluffy, comfy socks. Ah, da 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 da. Da, da 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 and a ring on her finger from the person that she loves is this heaven
0: Or is it just a white woman's white woman's Instagram white woman's white woman's Instagram Was it a golden retriever with a flower crown? <laughs> There's a lot of good things in there. So many. Yeah.
1: Okay. So to answer M's questions, should he say something to Jay about stopping the unwanted messages to...
0: My (laughs) wife.
1: Yeah. I don't... Do you think it's necessary? He says he doesn't mind doing it, which I li- I like that he's willing to be heroic in this yeah. situation and, you know, let his wife avoid the confrontation, which she so clearly wants to avoid. I just feel like just this will just fizzle a, this, out. This,
0: the answer to this is ignore. Ignore, ignore. ignore. Pretend it's not happening. Ignore. Repeat. Ignore. Doesn't
1: it feel kind of like that happens a lot to him?
0: Yeah. But he's, he does it until he gets ignored heavily, and then he probably fades away.
1: Maybe M telling Jay that this is a little off would really change his life for the better.
0: I don't want to be that guy who has to tell him. Yeah, I don't want to. Easy for it's, me to it's say. It's so
1: easy for us to be like, M, tell him.
0: There are times when I give advice where I know I would have a hard time doing it, Yeah. but I don't like giving advice on things that I know I couldn't do. Yeah, and, and you I couldn't, couldn't do, do this.
1: this. Yeah, because it does feel harmless enough. <coughs>
0: Oof, all, the, that, all the my oh, wife i was just about to say uh, yeah. all those my wife too far <laughs> went too far
1: you made yourself sick <laughs>
0: oh, god i really committed
1: oh, i'm so bummed you got in there first i was about to say that sorry you, you I, you, I know you i know
0: you're i mean i could tell you were. About it was a race
1: to. to make that joke yeah okay so and then second should his wife say something i don't think she I think that you're right. This ignore. is an ignore. This and, is a
0: classic ignore. Unless
1: M you really feel like it's hindering his ability to evolve with in his relationships, not just romantic relationships, but even like platonic relationships like yours, like if it just feels like it's holding him back his lack of reading between the lines. I think sometimes it can really help a person out to be told something. But I got to agree with you. I don't. I wouldn't want to be the one doing it. You
0: know what? You know what? Tells someone the most is actions. Words Mm. don't work as well as actions, and the action is absolute silence, Mm. no response. And I'll tell you, you'll get your answer if two months down the road he hasn't got a single response from one of his DMs or messages or foam lattes
1: to his wife. To his wife, yeah.
0: then, Then and he's still sending the messages. Then there's a problem, and maybe then. It's time to chat about it. And God, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So you think it could
1: reach a point where that happens. Yeah.
0: But I suspect it won't. I suspect he'll fade away. He'll get the point.
1: Yeah. And messages that are too often for her liking. I mean, I even feel like I have some friends that send... That texts a little too frequently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's like subtle preference differences in that regard. Like maybe he just wants to communicate more.
0: And the thing is, you know, he feels like he has the invitation because he's gone on these vacations. He feels like I have the right to be her friend and to send her stuff and to communicate. Yeah. With her. I
1: don't think he wants anything more.
0: No, he just wants to be her friend. This isn't a sexual thing.
1: Okay. I feel like we kind of answered that one. Some people might see this as cowardly our take on this, but I think we're being realistic.
0: Sometimes the take is nothing. That's the answer. The answer is, I think, nothing Yeah. on all parts. I think this should be ignored. I don't think it's quite enough to ruin a friendship. Yeah. I don't think it's quite enough to bring it up and say something about it. Yeah. I think the answer is just make believe it's not happening. Yeah. Sometimes in life you have to do that.
1: And I also think Jay would change a lot if... If and when he meets someone, yeah. he is less lonely. Those messages less will time stop. To as send... soon as he
0: meets like, someone, those messages are going to stop.
1: Yeah. Less time to send latte foam art.
0: <laughs> Little pumpkins.
1: <laughs> All right, M. good luck.
0: Z-O-C, D-O-C is the place you want to be.
1: <laughs> I liked that one. Yeah. Who isn't using ZocDoc by now? If I met someone who was like, I don't know what ZocDoc is, I think I would judge them a little bit.
0: Yeah, it would show me that they don't respect their own health enough.
1: Yes, because ZocDoc is the ultimate hub for your health. It connects you with doctors in your area. They have the dashboard where you it'll even say you're, you're overdue for your physical. It's been this many years since your last eye exam. Maybe you should do something about that. It really holds your hand. With very unfun things,
0: if I'm honest. The most unfun things. Yes. Because we live in a country, unfortunately, they're just like, yeah, your health. Yeah, you, you figure that out.
1: Yes. So in addition to just being that guidebook that you need, it really is a search engine. Let's say you need something specific. You need to see a specialist or let's say you need an annual physical. You can search based on type of doctor the location of the doctor. And then you can even filter by whether or not they take your insurance, which is massive because in the old days you would have to call.
0: Yeah, and you check their ratings. First thing I check. No,
1: it's so true. I I just
0: put in my zip code. I get a whole boatload of doctors. mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, let's find the ones really close to me. Yeah, And then, okay, let's find the ones that have really high rating yes and okay then let's find the ones that take my insurance there's my doctor it's so
1: true you know people won't go to a restaurant that doesn't have a certain number of stars mm-hmm. from crowdsourced yep. reviews but you would not feel that way about going to a doctor yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. my hamburger has got to be high quality <laughs> but my my liver uh. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then on top of all that within the app you do not need to call the office you can book the appointment right there I mean, they're they're really going after me with that one. You do not
0: like a phone call.
1: I just, you know, I I should not have to pick up the phone to make a simple appointment.
0: Yeah. yeah, like when someone calls me and it's not something that needs to be discussed over the phone, yes. I'm just like, why are you why yes. are you hurting my life?
1: Agreed. <laughs> so ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Go
0: to ZocDoc.com Shandy and download the ZocDoc app for free.
1: Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours.
0: That's zocdoc.com. Shandy.
1: Andy, your skin is looking very even these days. Oh, I thank you. Yes, yeah, less ruddy than it's been known to be in the past.
0: I have often fantasized about a day when I would have even skin.
1: Mm-hmm. And Apostrophe helped you cross that finish line. Because Apostrophe is an amazing service that connects you with board-certified dermatologists. I mean... That's really a 2023 thing right there. I love it.
0: You love it and everybody loves it. Oh, I mean, no one I thought wants... I was unique. No, no. <laughs> You are, but not necessarily in this way. But no one wants to go to the doctor, pay for in-person doctor prices, Mm -hmm. and then go to the pharmacy. Totally. There's a lot of legwork involved Mm -hmm. in this stuff, and it's not necessary.
1: Whoever thought of apostrophe was like, how can we streamline this? And how is this going to appeal to everyone? And they nailed it.
0: Yeah. There's no question the person who thought of apostrophe was in the middle of being annoyed by the process.
1: (laughs) Totally. They're like, I have it. So apostrophe, you take their online consultation where you take selfies of your skin. You type what your skincare concerns are, and that could be acne, fine lines and wrinkles. You submit all this, and then a real board certified dermatologist reviews all that information and will prescribe you medication if they feel you need it. And that is both topical and oral.
0: You know, I've often wondered why it's called apostrophe. Mm -hmm. And I think that it may be because instead of having a full stop in your life, Uh it's just a slight pause
1: oh i like that when we did our own consultations we did it from the comfort of our sofa then that prescription which by the way in previous years before apostrophe came along when i used to actually go to the dermatologist or my doctor to get my prescription tretinoin now that just gets delivered to my door yeah
0: i would like prescriptions for my face pause here they are
1: (laughs) apostrophe So we have a very special deal for our audience, the Shandy's. Right now you can get your first visit with an apostrophe provider for a mere $5 when you go to apostrophe.com slash Shandy and enter promo code Shandy at checkout. That is a savings of $15 and this offer is only available to our listeners.
0: To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash Shandy and click get started.
1: And then use our code Shandy at sign up and you'll get that first visit for only $5. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. All right, this next, Next question is from singing shandy mm. dear shandy love this podcast and hoping to get some insight on a dilemma i have with some of my friends also hoping that charlene can add some insights from her own experience i am 28 and i sing opera on the side full-time job and grad student as well though not nearly as professional as charlene i am part of a company in philadelphia I certainly don't expect people to see all my shows as I am in the chorus, but I usually do get a good crowd of family and friends who I really appreciate coming out to support. The day before one of my shows, a friend, Sarah, texted in the group chat asking what everyone was doing the next day. I had told my friends months in advance when my shows were so I was a little miffed, but figured it was easy to forget and I wasn't on top of it. I texted in response that I was in an opera that night and we still had tickets for sale and I would love to see them there. She liked my text and I just figured that was that the night came and they weren't there but Sarah sent a snapchat to our friend group showing that three of them went out to a casino I usually don't care whether people come or not but it really upset me that they would go to a casino over supporting me in the past I have supported them in their activities so I felt like it was an easy enough choice to make even if they weren't interested in opera. I didn't say anything and I'm now a week removed from the situation but I'm still feeling upset I'm not sure if I'm being too sensitive here or if it's even worth bringing up. I also feel like in dreading over this, I'm not valuing the friends that do come. I would love some insight. Thanks. Singing Shandy.
0: That's mm-hmm. uh, sad.
1: Yeah, it is sad. It's sad because you don't want to be like, why aren't you supporting me and coming yeah, to my show? You can't
0: do that. The problem is is the arts. Is A life committed to the arts must be a life that loves the arts. You must enjoy every minute of that mm. because it is unforgiving a lot of rejection a lot of disappointment not a lot of financial success yeah and one of those things is going to be that sometimes your friends aren't supporting you yeah and honestly like i've had situations where a friend in the past has been like oh i'm on this you know off 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 <laughs> off it's falling off broad. it's like literally <laughs> fa- it's hanging on I like a fingernail on broadway show yeah and you know, I. It's possible I had a legitimate excuse, and yeah. it's, it's possible I didn't have a legitimate excuse. Mm-hmm. Either way, you I weren't I, that interested. I, I, I just didn't. I didn't. I didn't really want to go. But I didn't want to have to do the thing where you're like, "Oh, that was amazing." Mm. I just didn't. I'm very bad liar. Yeah, and I had a feeling it wasn't going to be good.
1: Oh wait, but so are you insinuating something right now?
0: What I'm no, no, no. What I'm saying is, it's just a rough place to be. You have to accept that the thing you're going to get from the arts is your love of the arts. Yes. That's
1: it. Yeah? No, that's a good... Okay, that's not a bad takeaway, actually. At first, I was like, what are you saying? No. <laughs> no, but there's something to that. So, singing Shandy, I, I obviously feel like this question's more directed at me, And although I really respect that answer you just gave. I relate to everything you're saying here quite a bit, and obviously, I, th- I think as anyone in the arts can attest, I have experienced friends who showed up. Better and in more ways than I ever could have imagined for me and supporting me in what I do. And there have been friends who have been massive disappointments. My second year recital—this is when I still lived in Toronto. I remember I did a recital. This one friend who I had been friends with since high school spent a good portion of my recital in the audience laughing. (laughs) God, yeah. I was kind of like miffed. Honestly, I was like, "That's like why come? Why come if you're just going to laugh at me?" It was such a strange thing to do. And afterwards she said, I didn't realize that you were going to act. What? I thought you were just going to sing. Like she was thrown. It just wasn't in the realm of, she didn't know anything about it. Right. And at another point too, I remember at this point I was living in New York and I would go back to Ottawa to visit. And one time during a hangout, she said, so Charlene, how's your singing career going? And she said it with a sort of chuckle oh like that. God. This is the same friend. And
0: Oh, that's so annoying.
1: Yeah, it was really What does she
0: do with her life? What is she doing?
1: I think she's a teacher. Like- oh
0: no, I can't diss education. <laughs> I was about I was hoping it was something annoying.
1: You can't diss like, teaching.
0: Like How's teaching children to be proper adults going? <laughs>
1: You wanted so badly. I know it was
0: the worst. It was the worst. Yeah, yeah. Only other, the worst thing would have been medicine. Yeah, like she's an emergency room doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. or a nurse. It's just, yeah, so that's saving the only thing lives. worse. Yeah, yeah gave me the worst example.
1: But the point is made. You yeah. know, she was super condescending. She laughed during my recital, and I was upset about it. Honestly, for a while, like I held a grudge in this friendship, and I would say that friendship was the moment I realized how opera is just alien, yes, to some people especially young people. And I mean, I'm using the example of opera, but I think this could be applied to so many creative fields. And it's just so, it's so like not in the realm of comprehension. Like, and and I'm not saying they can't comprehend it. I just I just mean their lack of interest makes it so-
0: I totally agree. You have to accept that. That's another unfortunate thing you have to accept about the arts. And in certain arts, particularly opera, there's a lack of understanding. Mm -hmm. There's a lack of appreciation for how much work goes into it. There's a lack of appreciation for the actual art itself. There's a lack of interest. And you have to accept that. You can't go into a field like opera and be like, all my friends are going to have to come along with me. Yeah.
1: And if they don't come, it means they're not my friend. Exactly. That's
0: important. Are your friends kind of dicks for not going? Yes. Kind of. On the scale of dicks. They're a tiny little micro penis. It's yeah. not a huge dick It's not like a big veiny dick It's a small dick
1: <laughs> It just came so out of left field I was not expecting mm, that Sorry But I've had friends hop on a plane like fly to a different state to see me in an opera. And I was like blown away and so touched. And then I've had other friends who claimed to want to see me sing for years. And then when I've had a concert in the city that I've given them plenty of notice to come to, they still didn't come either. They just flaked or they had a weak excuse or whatever. I think that it's important to be touched by the people who go out of their way to show up and, but not as disappointed when people don't because you're going to end up being disappointed a lot. That's a good
0: point be happy when they show up don't even let it affect you when they don't
1: yeah I wouldn't read into it as them supporting you or not supporting you because it's it's a that's a downward spiral in my no, opinion no. in that case if I'm gonna write off friends because their lack of support for me and my singing then I would have way fewer friends if I'm honest I
0: I completely agree I think when it comes to expecting what to expect from your friends when you go into the arts mm-hmm. is expect the worst and hope for the best.
1: And some people might see this totally differently. Like I can picture some people listening to this and being like, oh, those friends are dicks. They're not real friends. But people show their love for their friends in different ways, honestly. So I wouldn't chalk up too much of what their friendship is based on that.
0: And I also, I'm going to say something. Maybe, maybe this is not what singer Shandy or Shandy sing. Singing Shandy. Singing singing Shandy, sorry. (laughs) I thought I was the only singing Shandy. But... (laughs) Well, you actually are a professional singing Shandy, but not in relation to Shandy. <laughs> you were so the, much. Only I'm shandy. the only singing shandy.
1: We can't be Shandy. We're part of Shandy. Oh we as a shandy, shandy said to you recently. Oh that's you right. You have to tell that story. I will.
0: Now. You know, oh now. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on the subway and, and a Shandy came up to me and said, Are you part of Shandy? <laughs> I was like, Yes. Yes, I am.
1: <laughs> I loved that. Okay, what were you about to say? Anyway,
0: you go into the arts because you love the arts. Mm-hmm. Not for fame, not for money, not for your friends being super supportive. Unfortunately, the arts is is a cruel mistress. It you is. You must love it intensely.
1: Yeah, and you can't expect other people to love it the way you do or to love being in the audience the way no. you do.
0: Some people don't enjoy this stuff. Yeah. Like they feel it's work. It's like it's not fun. Yeah, and you that's have to kind a lot of respect of people. that. A lot of people that I've go learned. out of obligation. Do you want a friend going out of obligation? Be like, I have to do this, but she's my friend and I have to seem supportive. Or do you want someone going? It's like, I love music and I love the opera and I want to see my friend singing it. I'm just saying, yeah. that's a way to make yourself feel better. Yeah. And that's true.
1: Okay. Singing Shandy. Hope this helped. I swear letting that go is going to make, make it better for you. I promise.
0: And keep on singing.
1: Yes. Keep on singing.
0: Even if no one's listening. Just kidding. Sorry.
1: Sing like nobody's listening. All right. This next question is from Mortified Anonymous.
0: Oh, wow. It's even more. That's like the deep. That's like the dark web. It's like below anonymous.
1: Dear Shandy, help. I'm mortified to be writing this into you, but I have no clue how to approach this situation with my husband, and I'm hoping the two of you have some concrete answers or next steps to take. I love your podcast, relationship and the candid advice you give your listeners. Thank you, mortified, anonymous. <laughs> I 33 have been married to my loving husband 36 for three years and we have two beautiful healthy kids. Our life is incredibly happy and fulfilling and we are very much still in love. Our sex life has slowed down since having kids but I feel this is normal and the intimacy and sex have never been an issue in our relationship. He is truly my best friend and I'm still head over heels and starry eyed over this man after almost eight years of being together. Our life together is a dream. Is this, a, is this a humble bread question? <laughs> I'm writing in with such an odd sexual kink my husband has developed that has been putting a wedge between us. My husband really wants me to fart for him and tells me how turned on it would make him for me to do this.
0: Okay, this is amazing. <laughs>
1: You can see why I didn't want to tell you ahead of time what was going on with this. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I did ask. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. She said,
0: do you want to have a serious question or a funny one? I was like, I'll take a funny one. What is it? I
1: I refused to tell him. I wanted you to get that reaction. Wow. I do not fart in front of him, nor have I in front of him or any former partners, as it flat out makes me uncomfortable and, quite frankly, mortified.
0: See, the question I have, sorry to interrupt, Uh is does he want to hear the sound or does he want to smell it? Or is it both? Like... What kind of fart is he looking for? You know? What's if it's a loud fart? Yeah. I respect it more than if it's a smelly fart. What's if it's just a silent gross fart? This is this this man has a problem. <laughs>
1: I find myself turned off when he farts frequently and feel like keeping that spark and magic alive involves not letting completely loose with your partner and leaving a bit to the imagination. That being said, I think the fact that I don't fart in front of him has created a monster. And now he is obsessed. Wow. I've expressed that it's something I'm not comfortable with, and he agrees to try to let it go, but this kink keeps coming back, and he has gotten upset and frustrated with me because I can't seem to give him this one thing when he does so much for me and just our family. got more beans,
0: more be- Listen, beans, beans <laughs> all day, beans for breakfast, beans for lunch. I don't
1: think she means she can't physically. Oh, she I just- misunderstood. <laughs> I
0: thought she's trying to muster it, but it's not there.
1: Beans, beans, the magical fruit.
0: Good. Wait, that's not...
1: The more you eat, the more you toot.
0: Oh, mine is beans, beans, they go to your heart. The more you eat, the more you fart. Oh, really? More Beans, beans, they're good for your heart. The more you eat, the more you fart. Oh. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I heard that one.
1: <laughs> so she can't seem to give him this one thing when he does so much for me and my family. It's true. He does so much. He never asks for anything, but this makes me so uncomfortable and makes me feel the opposite of sexy. There isn't a world where I can imagine farting all caps, leading to sex. I know this is a me issue and likely stems from my own insecurities and complex, but I truly cannot get on board with this as simple and small as it sounds. I do many other things for him sexually and our sex is far from vanilla, but I'm so not into this and know that I never will be not even for the love of my life. How do I tell him that he is never going to get this from me? Or how do I get over myself and somehow start flirting in front of him? I don't see how the latter would even be possible. This feels so gross and weird to even type out, but I'm really desperate for some advice. Thank you both so much from Mortified Anonymous mm, with a fingers I mean, crossed emoji.
0: Oh, oh, I could think of other emojis, but <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Well, You know, one is, I, I, does this guy think she always has one in the chamber? Like, it's just... <laughs> It's like, okay, I'm ready for sex. Let's have it. Mm. Come on, where is it? Uh, even if I've eaten some weird stuff all day, I can't just fart on command. I Maybe ad- she can
1: do it when she does have one in the bank and he can just file it away for later. Yeah. Yeah, like okay. wake bank. Okay.
0: I have so many thoughts. <laughs> uh-huh. One is, I think that when she really, and I know I, some women are like, oh, I never do that. Yeah, I, believe me, I know they do
1: actually i read that women more. naturally have more, more gas. gas than men yeah isn't that it's unfair a, it's a
0: fact it's actually a significant amount more
1: it's just that's not fair
0: every time i always think i feel so bad it's like every time i see a woman i think she's just holding it in all day <laughs> it's a horrible way to live okay anyway so, so get to one of your point. many points the point is next time she has a really good one like she feels like it's going to be a real ripper mm-hmm. just let it go sometimes like letting go Just, just letting go is so freeing. Mm. Just let it happen. Yeah. Go, go into the unknown. Who knows? Maybe you'll like it. Maybe she won't even be able to have sex ever again without farting first. Who knows? (laughs) Not likely, but possible. Okay. Just let it rip and give it to him. You have two lovely kids with this man. You, you have a beautiful life. Everything seemed perfect. Yeah. It's like paradise. Just give him the fart. Give him one. That's my one piece of advice. Okay. There's another one. I think that the fetish he has can evolve in a different direction, which might be easier for Mortified Anonymous, Okay, which is peeing. <laughs> I thought
1: you were going to go there. I thought you were going to say shitting. I was like, I don't, no, say, no, I no, don't no, think no, that's no. going to be advanced. easier. <laughs>
0: that's advanced. I don't know if he even wants that. But peeing is is a little easier. It's a little oh, less so you, gross. So you
1: think what he's into is the loss of control, which a lot of yeah. peeing fetish is actually, it's, from what we understand. I
0: know where this guy's coming from. He he wants to see, yeah. He wants to see her like an animal, like a loss control. Like she can't do. She can't stop herself. It's just she's a monster. She's <laughs> a, just farting and pissing and shitting herself. That's <laughs> what he wants. But... <laughs> This can be accomplished. I'm telling you, both parties, a compromise. There have been many big compromises in history. There's a you know, Missouri compromise. The Treaty of Versailles was a compromise. Very, very good treaty. And this is going to be pee. <laughs> this is going to be the urine compromise. Mm. Because urine is right between what she wants and what he wants. Perfect Why do you compromise. think that she
1: wants to pee?
0: She doesn't want to pee, but she wants to fart less.
1: I see. To me, when I hear this so-called compromise, I I think that just farting for him when she's got one in the bank is less effort and work than peeing. Peeing is messier, yeah, but it
0: makes her more uncomfortable. I have a feeling. Why she- are
1: you assuming a lot? You're assuming she's uh, you less know, uncomfortable peeing for I, him.
0: I've done it's just sort of sort of anecdotal research. I feel that a woman is more comfortable peeing in front of a man than farting in front of a man.
1: Hmm. Okay. All right. I mean, I can't say you're wrong about that. If
0: I said to you right now, I, I, I'd gun to your head. I said, you got to pee or fart. Which one are you going to do in front of me?
1: Well, I have to pee right now. And I, yeah, I could leave All right, the door so open. it.
0: If you had a choice.
1: <laughs> okay. I would do the pee. Thank you. I mean, I understand it makes her uncomfortable, but a part, and I, and so it's, it's so easy for me to be like, oh yeah, just do it. You know, what's the big deal. But I have to admit you know, if the relationship's so great, otherwise they, they have all these adventures, they have non-vanilla sex and there's no way she never has to fart. I just, I don't see how, maybe that's the problem is that I don't really see the big deal. And look, we don't do that. Like we're pretty careful about it. Remember the, the yeah. farting episode, which yeah, I'll link yeah. here. We've made it very clear how we feel about farting in relationships. Yeah, yeah. And some people agreed. Some it's people gotta disagree. be funny. Yeah. If it's
0: not funny, I don't want it.
1: Yeah. So I don't want to make it sound like I think you should all just be Farting in front of each other willy nilly. Yeah. But I still think that she c- could just, oh, like, only when she's got one. It would bring him so much joy, it sounds like, for so little effort on her part. That was
0: my first piece of advice. I agree with you. Yeah. I was just giving a backup. Yeah. I was saying if you can't fart, if you just, if it's so repulsive to you and mm-hmm. so abhorrent. Yeah. She should pee right on him. When they do serial killer investigations, they put themselves their, their in the mind of the killer. Okay. And I've put myself in the mind of this man. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, this guy would take a pee over a fart. He doesn't even know it. If he wants a fart, he wants a pee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm profiling him. He's a guy who likes bodily functions being done by the woman in or near him.
1: Okay. So her questions were, how do I tell him this is never going to happen? Or how do I get over myself and somehow start farting in front of him?
0: Either let her rip, just pull the cord and let it happen and just say like, this man has given me a, a wonderful life. I love him. He's We have a great relationship. Everything's perfect. I'm just going to give him what he wants. Like a birthday present. It's like a present. Oh,
1: yeah. It should it's be his a special birthday. occasion. That way he's not expecting it all the time. Okay. Oh my God, this
0: is the best birthday present of all time. First of all, it's free. Yes. She doesn't have to pay a dime. She doesn't have to prepare anything. Well, she does have to eat probably a lot of like
1: the beans, very
0: sulfuric foods.
1: You know, I actually, even though that sounds ridiculous, I think it's not a bad idea because it doesn't make it too commonplace. (laughs)
0: Right I was way. thinking
1: of a box, like she could give him a box and be like... Oh,
0: and it opens up and there's a fart from like yesterday inside of it. <laughs> That's not a good gift. A stale fart. It's the worst gift ever. You have to give it right from the tap. Boom, right there. You give him the cake, you give him a fart, and you have sex.
1: Are there are going to be people who think that we're disregarding her discomfort.
0: And I gave her a plan B.
1: The peeing? Yeah. Okay.
0: Now you're making me feel bad. Maybe I should just say he should accept the fact that you don't want to fart or do anything. But I feel like it's so easy.
1: It's it does seem easy. That's what gets me. Yeah. It, he's not asking her to do anything that's no. he damaging. Wants
0: it. The thing is, you know what she has to get over? Or you
1: mortify Chandy.
0: Mortified Chandy. This is what you need to get over. You're you don't want to fart because you don't want people to have the impression of you. You don't want to say this is me. I'm a person who farts. But the person who loves you the most, if anybody in the world said to you, this is exactly what I want. So you're not going to be seen badly for it. You're going to be seen well for it. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry. Like to compare it to a fear of ghosts, okay, which is a reasonable fear. I mean, I still sort of fear ghosts, even though I don't even believe in ghosts. Yeah, you don't it's, believe in ghosts at all. Yeah, but I sometimes I'm walking in the like, house at night and I'm just sitting like, there's some ghost in here. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Anyway you have a fear of ghosts, you fear ghosts, but you think ghosts are going to do bad things. Mm-hmm. You don't fear ghosts, but you think a ghost is going to give you a hand job. You fear it because <laughs> you think it's going to it's going to do haunting bad stuff. Okay. So if Casper, the ghost, came into your house and he's like, hi, I'm Casper, the ghost. What are you going to do? Like, I, I fear ghosts. I don't want to, I'm scared. I don't want to deal with you. You're a ghost. So I, I'm going to run and be scared and terrified. No, you're going to be like, wow, this is amazing. Casper the ghost has come to my house. He's obviously a friendly ghost. He literally is called (laughs) Casper the friendly ghost. This is Casper the friendly fart.
1: Okay. I think there's something to that. Like, I think she just needs to maybe shed- the, this, like you said, the fear of like the core fear that she has there, which is being seen differently. I have to imagine that's what it is yeah. or something relating to the that. The fear
0: is based on what people think of her. It's mm-hmm. not based on something that's happening inside of her. She's yeah. not worried she's going to explode if she farts. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's a good point. Okay, Mortified Anonymous, good luck. I do think you need luck. But mm-hmm. it, I think a lot of it is up here. And, it's, you know, at the end of the day, you can do it once and then never do it again if you hate it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if he realizes that he doesn't love it or whatever. It's it's just, you know, you're so happy together. I I feel like if you can do something so small and relatively low effort for each other, that's something that brings them so much joy, in the words of Samantha, to, to quote Sex the City, yet again uh she's a trisexual she'll try anything
0: mm. once home is where the fart is <laughs> okay
1: good luck all right then andy i think that that's a wrap for this i a
0: <laughs> i'm not a good rapper well
1: what is this what i'm is trying it?
0: to rap like a box
1: oh I,
0: I always wrap boxes very poorly wrapping <laughs> is
1: not your strong suit but honestly it's super cute whenever yeah. you wrap something for me i'm like oh wow this is an yeah. interesting choice that was made well, it's like a
0: five-year-old giving their mother a gift
1: yeah but yeah. but the thought
0: really does count yeah, it's what's inside the box
1: yes like a fart <laughs> Okay, if you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, leave us Apple and Spotify, podcast ratings and reviews, tell your friends, and generally do all the things that you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. (laughs) Bye-bye.